In this episode, what it's like seeing the world's oldest photograph in person. If you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested in photography. You may be a pro photographer, an enthusiast, a student, or a teacher, or you might be someone interested in collecting photographs. I'm curious, though, do you ever go see photography exhibits in person, or did you before the world got so weird? If not, I encourage you to attend a photo exhibit at an art museum or a gallery in your city as soon as you can do that safely. There's something so exciting about seeing beautiful photographic prints in person, especially if it's one of the world's great photographs. It's almost like glimpsing a famous musician or a movie star at the airport. You know you're in the presence of some greatness there, and you can feel the charisma. The sensation is electric. I love seeing the tonalities, the detail, the sharpness or blurriness. After all, not all of the great photographs are in focus, believe it or not. I love seeing the surface of the paper. Is it matte or glossy, smooth or textured? Is the print toned? How is it matted or framed? And this is a big one. I love seeing the photographer's signature on the print. I've seen the works of many of the great photographers in person. I saw a large portrait of Groucho Marx by Richard Avedon. Just beautiful. I saw an exhibition by Steve McCurry. Many of his prints were grainier than I expected, but Afghan Girl is as stunning as you would imagine, even in person. I've seen a few prints from the collection of Vivian Meyer, Beautiful, but pretty quite small. You had to stand close to see them well. I've seen photographs by Annie Leibovitz, William Eggleston, Ansel Adams, Jerry Eulesman, Beth Moon, and many others. But as far as I can remember, I've only ever seen one photograph that was a true, one-of-a-kind original. When I lived in the Austin metro area, I went to the Harry Ransom Center at the University of Texas to see the one and only world's oldest photograph. Yes, the famous view from the window at Le Gras. And let me interject here. Pardon me for mutilating the French pronunciations in this podcast. But yes, the view from the window at Le Gras by Joseph Nisifer Nieps, the world's oldest known surviving camera photograph made in France in 1827, has been deep in the heart of Texas since 1963. I've actually been to see the photograph more than once. Originally, it was housed just inside the entrance of the imposing Random Center building, inside a small brick kiosk, carefully designed to protect the antique image. This tiny kiosk only allowed one or two people to view the image at a time. Later, the HRC was renovated, and the photo was moved into a sealed window display inside its own darkened room, nestled inside a fancy gold frame, actually its original frame, and encased in a heavy-duty protective outer box. The new digs allow the photograph to be protected while being visible to larger groups of visitors. But what do you see when you gaze at the small photograph? Honestly, not very much detail is discernible to the naked eye, especially in the dim light of the room. The print is quite small, 6.4 inches by 8 inches, or 16.2 by 20.2 centimeters. When you look at the photograph, you see what essentially looks like a tarnished piece of metal in a gold frame with a few faded markings. The Ransom Center includes manipulated reproductions and diagrams to help you understand what you're looking at. One article that I read quotes a curator at the Ransom Center as saying that the image is not faded by time, but it is just in fact underexposed, and it's always looked this way. But even though the image is dim, make no mistake, you're seeing a slice of time captured by a man far away in France and far away in years. You're standing in sight of one of the world's monumental achievements. 
if you think about it, you can get chills down your spine. Joseph Nisifer Nieps was a gentleman scientist, one of that breed of wealthy gentry who had the income and time on their hands to act as inventors and scientists. With his brother Claude, Joseph received a patent in 1807 for what was basically the world's first internal combustion engine. While Claude continued to tinker with the engine, Joseph explored his interest in capturing images with light and with the camera obscura, which had long been in use by artists as a way of projecting images onto surfaces for copying. But let's be clear, the, w the view from the window at Le Gras wasn't the first ever photograph. It's the oldest known to survive. It's in fact known as a heliograph or a light drawing, imaged onto a sheet of pewter that had been treated with bitumen of Judea, a form of natural asphalt. It's said that Nisifer Nieps' interest in the camera obscura came from his curiosity about the new art form or art printing process called lithography, for which he lacked the necessary art talent. But lithography was a process where a copper, stone, or glass plate was coated with a thin layer of bitumen, then drawn into by scratching through the bitumen surface. An application of acid would etch the exposed scratch marks, making lines into the copper. Then the bitumen was removed with solvents. Nisifer Nieps knew that exposing the bitumen to sunlight would harden it and make it less susceptible to the solvents. He had earlier produced photographic reproductions of flat pieces of art, which no longer exist. Areas of the bitumen receiving more light would have been hardened at different rates and therefore removed to varying degrees by the solvents. This is the basis for which the world's oldest existing photograph was made. The view from the window at Le Gras was a long exposure photograph. You can see in the Nisifer Nieps photograph that the sun, sunlight shines on two sides of the house, so the exposure may have lasted up to eight hours or more because it's a direct positive exposure onto the final media rather than a print made from the original negative, it's a reversed or flipped view of the actual subject. There's a really great Petapixel article about the world's oldest photograph that includes modern photos of the location where the photo was made, even a photo of the exact spot in the window where the camera obscura was placed in 1827. You can find a link to the Petapixel article and all sources cited in this episode in the description or in my blog at iCatShadows.com. But how did the view from the window at Le Gras come to live in Texas? The photograph remained in private ownership and exchanged hands in England several times throughout the 19th and 20th centuries. In the early 1950s, bridge collectors and historians Helmut and Allison Gernsheim were seeking the photograph as part of the research for their 400-page book, The History of Photography. They found the photograph in 1952, nearly 50 years after its last public viewing. The Gernsheims, apparently masters of promotion, began pitching the view from the window at Le Gras as the world's first photograph and taking it on widespread touring exhibitions. The Harry Ransom Center acquired the photograph in 1963, along with the rest of the Gernsheim's collection. The center has since been working to clarify the world's first photograph claim, and I'm saying that with air quotes. Their website says the, uh, this, quote, The Ransom Center has taken a similar approach in its update to the exhibition of the heliograph, describing it as the earliest known surviving photograph produced in the camera obscura, or a variation of that phrase, rather than the first photograph, end quote. Ironically, parts of the University of Texas website still refer to it as the first photograph. In 2002, the photograph left Austin for the Getty Conservation Institute for an in-depth scientific testing for the first time ever. The Getty made a new, unretouched photographic reproduction of the image. The Getty conservationists examined the photo under a microscope. They performed non-destructive X-ray fluorescence spectrometry 
and found the photograph was made on a pewter plate containing tin alloyed with lead, copper, and iron. They found that the pewter plate is irregular in shape and thickness. Infrared analysis of the image layer revealed a complex composition of bitumen and oil of lavender. The Getty researchers also identified an urgent need to upgrade the encasement of the photograph to keep oxygen and contaminants away from it. That recommendation resulted in the current environmentally controlled case back home in Austin. So now we know what happened to the photograph, but what happened to Nisifer Nieps? Did he increase his wealth with his innovations of photography? Actually, just the opposite. Joseph's brother Claude went off to London where he squandered the family fortune and became ill trying to find opportunities for the uh, internal combustion engine they had invented. Nisifer Nieps' photographic accomplishments were recognized in London and he was invited to present to the Royal Society, but being very guarded with the scientific secrets, he left out important details from his paper causing it to be rejected by society. This decision led to a chain of events that essentially ceded the credit and publicity for the invention of photography to Daguerre and Fox Talbot. Brother Claude died in 1828, and Joseph died in poverty in 1833 at age 68. Such poverty that his grave in the local cemetery was funded by the municipality. Today, signs and markers in his hometown of saint Loup de Varenne hailed him as a hometown hero. That's all I've got for this episode, everybody. Remember to check the description or go to iCatShadows.com. That's my blog where you can see sources and find links to the image discussed in the podcast. If you find yourself in Austin, make time to go to the Harry Ransom Center to see this milestone in photography history for yourself. It's really something to behold. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again real soon.